I laughed way too loud into that microphone. I apologize. Thanks for being here, guys. We know there's a lot going on. District track tomorrow. School. Hi. All kinds of fun things like that. But thanks for being here. We appreciate that. So it's our last night of regular Big House. So don't get confused. We still meet next week for trivia night. And I think Ben said there's a new way of doing it where people can't cheat. Is that true, Ben? We've had some complaints about cheaters. So come next week. But this is our last night of like normal teaching. Um, This is my favorite night of Big House every year because this is the night that we focus on the launch part of our mission. Does anybody think that they can actually say our mission statement? Oh, there's three words, engage, build, launch. Good job. Okay, engaging students as they build independent faith to launch you into a lifetime pursuit of Christ. And so tonight is that word launch. And so whatever's next for you, some of you, it's summer and then another school year. Um, How many seniors are there here tonight? Raise your hand. Yeah, buddy. Maybe college, maybe a job, maybe you don't even know. Any of that's fine. But um, we have some advice for you tonight. It's really simple advice, actually. It is go, whatever you're going to do, go and love God and love others. So the last few years with COVID, it's been a little different, right? You guys have missed some things, and you've learned to pivot and adjust over and over and over again. And I'm still a little bit sad for you for the things that you missed out on, But the truth is, that's life. I mean, this is like the first global pandemic that we've lived through, but this is life. Life is about making adjustments, about changes, and about things not going as they were planned. There are so many wonderful parts about life. Graduation, that's just one of the many celebrations of the amazing accomplishments that are gonna occur in your life. There will be jobs, relationships, maybe marriage, maybe kids. So much stuff, far more amazing than you could ever imagine. We are so excited for what the future holds for you guys. And I promise you there will be times in life that will be so much harder than you thought they could be. Jobs are hard, relationships are hard, way harder than you think they're gonna be. Truthfully, I love my husband. I think he's smart and funny and attractive and I wouldn't have chose anybody else. But many, many times I look at him and think, oh my gosh, this is what I got. I thought it was something else. See, look at these faces. You think that's cruel, but he thinks the same thing about me, promise. Things are gonna be way harder than you think they are, okay? And oftentimes the good things and the hard things go hand in hand. Things that are both great and super hard all at the same time. I don't have to tell you guys that things are hard because lots of you know it because you've already lived it. I bet it was not part of my friend Jackson's plan to have an accident that would end him in a wheelchair this year. I bet Hunter Jacobson didn't plan on missing his senior year of athletics due to an injury. If you were at Good Friday, Elena's story that she shared, it probably wasn't her plan for an F5 tornado to rip through her childhood town, and she certainly didn't plan on burying her grandparents as a result of that tornado. 
Many of the rest of you have been through hard things. Your parents have let you down. Divorce has happened, addiction, life-changing accidents, selfishness, other people having their priorities all screwed up and it really affected you. People who you thought loved you rejected you. Someone you trusted talked about you. Friends let you down. Relationships let you down. Life is hard. You will put your security in things that you planned or prepared or things you thought you had control over and they'll be gone by no fault of your own. And then there will be times when you let yourself down or you let other people down. Other people that you love so much. There are going to be times that you fail in ways you never dreamed of. You'll let yourself down. Maybe it's addiction or bad choices. It might lead to you losing things or people losing trust or respect. John 16.33 says, in this world you will have troubles. Which one do you want to hear about from me? I could tell you about the time that my husband and I both lost our job in the same six months and we had two little babies to take care of and no income. That wasn't planned or pleasant. Or I could tell you about when I was trying to run track professionally and I broke my neck on a trampoline with no health insurance. That one was hard. I have so many stories of letting my kids down, of saying horrible things to people I love. I have so many things I'm embarrassed and ashamed about. Or I could tell you about the time that my dad, my hero, the strongest person in my life, had two strokes at the age of 50. And how I listened to the doctors talk about if they were going to remove a large chunk of his brain to try to keep him alive. That rocked my world. You see, God didn't promise us an easy life, and God isn't surprised by these hard things that derail us. But that verse that I just read has more to it, so let's read a little bit farther. John 16, 33. In this world you will have troubles, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You see, in each one of those hard situations, there's another part of the story. God was there. I'm absolutely certain of that. God showed up. In each one of those crazy hard circumstances, God showed up in unbelievable ways to take care of people and to encourage them. My neck healed, I didn't have to have surgery, it was a long recovery, but I was completely fine. My dad had an incredible journey ahead of him. And just two years ago, him and I shot 12 under in a four person best shot, but we only used one of my shots and one of my husband's and none of the other guys. So he pretty much shot 12 under for 18 holes. Now, he still can't feel hot and cold on the left side of his body, but God has been faithful. When we were unemployed, God showed up in crazy ways. Our mortgage was paid three months in a row. And this is a really cool story. Um, our car payment for eight months would get paid, like the bank, it would say paid, but it didn't come out of our account. So I went in, I'm like, something is going on. Like, you're going to tell me in a year that I owe you like tens of thousands of dollars, so we got to make this right. And the teller at the bank was like, if I were you, I'd just say thank you and I'd move on. I was like, what? So God totally showed up. Um, Take heart, I have overcome this world. He says to us, you don't have to be afraid. I'm bigger than anything that can happen here. I'm gonna help you. I can save you from death, even your own sin. So here's what I know. That God is faithful and keeps his promises and that he's good. And that we can learn about who God is in these hard times, and we can learn about his promises. You guys, lots of times people get confused about what they think God promised that he didn't. He didn't give us lots of promises, but the ones that he did give us, you have to hold on to tightly. 
He said, I have overcome the world. That's a promise. In another part in the Bible, he says, I will never leave you or forsake you. If you want to know more promises that he said, then you need to get in your Bible. We hope that we've equipped you with how to do that. And if you still have questions, grab your small group leader, talk to somebody. Here is some things that God made perfectly clear in the Bible. We're gonna look at Mark 12. There was a teacher of the law who said to Jesus, now of these commandments, which one is the greatest? And this is what Jesus' answer was. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandments greater than these. Did you hear that? Love God, love others. That's it. The key to life right there. And that's our advice for you tonight. Go, whatever it is you're doing next, and while you're doing it, love God and love others. So many big hard questions in this world that we don't have answers to. But we can love God and we can love others. What about when bad things happen? Love God, love others. Take the pain to God, talk to him about it, look for him to show up, anticipate that he's gonna show up, and be kind, even when you're hurting. What is God's will for your life? I don't have any idea, but I know that his will is pleasing and it's good. And I know that you can love God and love others, no matter where you are. When things are going great, be grateful. Love God and love others. When you have times when you have more than you need, love God, love others, and be generous. What if it actually boils down to just two things? Love God, love others. What if that's what this whole life is about? So simple. So simple, yet so demanding and so incredibly hard. Really think about this. We could spend the rest of our lives trying to figure out these two commandments. Love God. Love him for all he is, spend time learning who he is, read about him. If reading isn't your thing, there's another option if you're more a mini-series kind of person. Um, this series, The Chosen, is, is an incredible representation of who Jesus actually was. Love others, follow what Jesus did. He is love, he defined it and he modeled it. Read in the Bible about who he is and how he cared for people and how he spent time with them. Let his spirit work on you, show you things, change you. Let him show you how to love others. And then here's a little bonus piece of advice, since you asked, right? <laughs> Surround yourself with other people who love God too. Why? Because it matters. Here's a story that illustrates that. This is from Mark chapter two. A few days later, when Jesus was entering Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in, a, in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came in, carrying a paralyzed man. Four of them were carrying their friend. Since they could not get to Jesus because it was so crowded, they went up to the roof and made an opening in the roof. They began digging their way through it and then they lowered their friend on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law sitting there 
were thinking to themselves. Why does this fellow talk like this? He's blaspheming. Blaspheming? I don't know if that's how you say that. Who can forgive sins but God alone? So I want to just point that out again. They were sitting there thinking these things to themselves. And then immediately Jesus knew in his spirit what they were thinking in their hearts. And he looked at them and he said to them, why are you thinking such things? He called them out on their thoughts, you guys, it's crazy. Which is easier, to say to a paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk home? I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, he took his mat, and he walked out in full view of all of them. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. Did you hear that? Jesus called out the teachers on what they were thinking. The faith of this man's friends saved him. You guys, there will be times in your life where you won't be able to get to Jesus. Maybe not physically, maybe you won't be paralyzed, but maybe yours will be emotional. Or maybe it'll be because of your own sin or someone else's sin, or doubt, or life circumstances, or grief, but you will be far away from God sometimes. In life, we all need people who get us to Jesus, who point us to the truth when we can't get there ourselves. Find people to do this for you, and you do it for them. Jesus came to this world. He overcame this world with his love for God and his love for others. It was his love for God and others that kept him on the cross. His love overcame death and the grave, and is the reason we have hope. In this world, we will have trouble, but take heart. Jesus overcame the world, and he shows us the way to follow so we can do the same too. Love God, love others. Surround yourself with other people who love God and love others. Not only will we overcome, but we can help others overcome. We aren't capable of loving God or others if we don't ask him to help us. We aren't capable of real hope if we don't find it in him. And we aren't going to find a full life outside of him. John 10.10 says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. He asks that we love him. He asks that we love others. He commands these things of us and promises to help us. So if you're a senior going off next year, if you're a senior not going off next year, if you're not a senior, if you're in a solid, stable place right now, if you're struggling, if you're scared, if you're lonely, if life is exactly what you want it to be or if it's exactly the opposite, if you want courage to overcome this world, all you have to do is love God and love others. We were made to do those two things, and he will help us. So I want to do something a little weird. Um, what if we had the seniors come up here so we could pray for them? Maybe I shouldn't have said that part until they came up here. Why don't we have the seniors come up here for a really fun time?
Really, though, seniors come up, stand right here, and then any of you leaders or friends that want to come, yeah, just hang out right here. You're doing great. Good job. Okay? And we're just going to pray for you. So if, I mean, let's get really weird. You could, like, lay your hands on them. Oh, my gosh. You guys could, like, come up and get closer. Oh, that made me happy. Okay? We're just going to pray for seniors. So if you want to pray for seniors, get close. Oh, Ben's excited to pray. He's got his hands on some people. <laughs> I've never seen Ben be so touchy-feely in my life. <laughs> okay? Um, let's pray. God, you are absolutely incredible. The way that you weave people's lives together and the way that you connect people in their brokenness and in the hardest moments, God. The way that you show up when we are weakest and you are the strongest, God. The way that you already have planned out every day that will happen for these seniors, God. Um, I just thank you and praise you for the journey that they've had so far, even for the hard parts, God. And maybe they aren't at a point yet where they can see where you've been working, but I pray that looking back, um, God, that they'll see that you were there the whole time. So, I thank you that you are the God who goes before and prepares a way, um, so far before that you're already prepared for them in heaven, God. I thank you that you're the God who um, goes behind, God, um, who's cheering them on the whole way, and I thank you that you're a God who walks beside them and is with them through the good and the hard things, God. Um, so I beg that they know you, that um, your spirit speaks through the Bible and through life circumstances and through nature and through every way um, that you use to speak uniquely to other people, God. I pray that you give them the strength and the gentleness and the grace to love others, even when it's hard. God, um, you changed a world with love. Um, so can your love shine through these students, God, in their lives. Um, God, thank you for them, and we pray for what's next, and um, we praise you because you are good, and you are love, and it's in your son's name that we pray. Amen.